0: Hi everyone. Welcome to the Real Estate Red Zone, brought to you by the Texas Real Estate Research Center at Texas A&M University. I'm Haley Reeder, Communications Specialist. Today is Wednesday, September 29th, 2021. On this day in 1864, Milton Holland of the 5th United States Colored Troops earned the Medal of Honor for action at Chaffin's Farm and New Market Heights, Virginia. He was born a slave in 1844 in either Carthage or Austin. After enlisting in the Army in 1863, he rose to the rank of Regimental Sergeant Major and led his regiment after all its white officers were either wounded or killed. He was mustered out of service a year later. Now on to today's podcast. The COVID-19 pandemic affected virtually all aspects of the economy. One of the hardest-hit industries was the leisure and hospitality sector, as potential customers stayed home instead of traveling. Places that rely heavily on tourism were especially impacted. South Padre Island is a popular spot for spring breakers and summer vacationers. How did the island weather the pandemic, and where is the local economy headed? Darla LaPere, executive director of the South Padre Island Economic Development Corporation, joins us on today's podcast to share her insights. Thanks for being here. Happy to be here. Thank you for having me. How has the South Padre Island economy fared over the past decade? Okay, so
1: I actually have a 30-year tax revenue earn chart on my website. Mm -hmm. Um, Almost everything discussed this morning can be found on the website, which is www.southpadreislandedc.com. Since 2010, there has been a gradual increase year over year. Overall, the revenue has increased 45%. And that's made up of the sales tax revenue, the lodging tax revenue, the mixed beverage tax revenue, and of course, property tax revenue. Um, The way that's broken down over the last decade, the sales tax has increased 52%. Uh, the lodging tax has increased fifty percent, and the property tax is up thirty-eight uh, percent. Mixed beverage is just, um, you know, a nominal one percent. So, um, kind of an interesting makeup here on the island. The total tax revenue earned in twenty ten was fourteen, a little over fourteen million, versus twenty twenty, which was over twenty million. And the breakdown is 18% comes from sales tax, 39% comes from the lodging tax and 41% from property tax and 2% from mixed beverage. So since the island is a resort community and we are driven 100% by tourism, it's no surprise that our lodging tax revenue is almost as much as our property tax revenue. I think that's one thing that's kind of interesting about the island um, As far as housing goes I'll get into that a little bit later on one of the other questions but for many years we had a large inventory of real estate on the island and it would you know was always a 24 month inventory for, I want to say almost 10 years. And then now it's just vanished. So, um, and I'll talk about that when I think we're going to have a question later on about
0: what's going on in the current year. So how has the pandemic affected the local economy?
1: Okay. So the pandemic, as you know, hit in March, 2020, and that was right at the start of our big spring break week, which is also known as Texas Week, where all the Texas colleges um, descend upon the island. And the lockdown that followed in April had a negative impact. Um, The hardest hit were all the hotels, uh, restaurants. Of course, they had to switch to deliveries and takeouts. And there were major job losses occurred. Many of the smaller restaurants just closed down because they couldn't find staff and because of safety concerns. And this was during March and April, 2020 is what I'm referring to. Um, In March, 2020, our sales tax was down 31% over 2019. And in April, it was down 58 and a half percent. Um, The other only other month, though, that the sales tax was really down in 2020 was July. Uh, There was a spike in cases here in the Rio Grande Valley, which caused another lockdown in July. And our sales tax went down 33 percent over July 2019. Um, But we had monthly increases in sales tax in 2020 ranging from 14 percent per month to 32%. So we actually ended the 2020 calendar year with just a 2% decrease. Um, 2021 is broken records for us. Every month we've had a record month in revenue. Um, I think people just want to be outside and they want to do outdoor activities and we're just perfect for um, people to come out and enjoy You know, getting out of their homes again. <laughs> Um, especially in March, 2021, our sales tax was up 47% over 2019. I'm not talking about 2020 because 20, it was, it was up over 115% over 2020, but compared even to 2019, we had a 47% increase. Same thing, April, we had a 37% increased over 2019 230 percent over 2020 so this trend has continued through the summer or june and july were the highest month for sales tax collection in the island's history it's the same thing with the hotel lodging tax i just kind of concentrate more on sales tax since that's how the economic development corporation is funded um but it's the same thing. A matter of fact, in June and July of this year, we had collected over $2 million in those two months for lodging tax revenue. So, you know, we've got the fishing, we have birding, water sports activity, and just coming to the beach and relaxing on the beach. It's created a positive impact for the island.
0: What's the outlook for 2022? So when we were going through our annual budget
1: process, the Economic Development Corporation and the city decided to use the 2019 actual amounts to budget for our tax revenue. Um, It's always our practice to take a conservative approach. And when we're doing the annual budget and, you know, while we hope the record tax revenue continues, it's more than likely going to return to the normal increases we're used to Schools are back in session. People are getting back to work. So we have seen less visitors on the island in September. Um, I think the conventions will come back next year and some of the meetings, but we really haven't seen that yet. Uh, We had our big fishing tournaments last month, so that brought in a lot of people from out of town. But I think the next few months are going to be pretty slow. So... In, in regards to the real estate market, 2021 has been an incredible market. There's, like I said earlier, very little inventory on the island. Prices have increased a lot to the, due to the supply and the demand. Um, but employees on the island are having a hard time finding housing. Um, they either can't afford it anymore or there's just no long-term inventory. Um, for rentals, a lot of the buyers are turning the homes into vacation rental properties and short-term rentals. And it's all, you know, all the social media sites are full of just people trying to find a place to live. And it's not just on the island, it's kind of in our whole region. So I'm, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. The price of, you know, land on the island is too high to really build affordable housing here. But I'm hoping that some of the towns over on the mainland will build some, you know, more apartments and places for the workers, you know. So that's kind of our challenge. We'll have to see. For August 2021, in the report from the South Padre Island Board of Realtors, the median price is at 31%. Uh, Compared to August of 2020, and that is four hundred and fifteen thousand dollars is our median price. Days on market went uh, is ninety three days less. It's at one hundred and twenty five days on market, and our inventory is down to one point three months. Which I even question that. It seems that anything that you see with a for sale sign on it has a contract on it. So. I'm hoping that this is going to spur construction of additional housing and commercial because I also don't have anywhere for the businesses that want to come. Um, The only place we can expand is to the north because to the south is Mexico and and the Gulf of Mexico. So we are hoping that You know, there's been a lot of sales of the vacant land up there. So hopefully, we're going to start seeing a construction boom like they're seeing in Port Aransas and some of the other coastal communities. Um, But right now, we just have a little bit of construction going on in the interior lots, but there's not many of those left. So,
0: are there any upcoming projects on South Padre Island that we should keep our eyes on? Yes. So, we're always,
1: we always have the second causeway on our plate. That is a, project that will help spur that growth that I was talking about to the north and we just need another way off the island in case of an emergency so that's something I've been working on for 20 years that I've had this job Um, what happened is the toll roads were you know canceled everywhere in the state so it was supposed to be a toll road So what we did is we tried to get money out of the Texas legislature, but it never did get heard. So we've decided rather than wait two more years, we are gonna finish the environmental impact study with local matches. We're gonna put in a million dollars and the county is gonna put in a million dollars. And then the regional mobility authority will put in one million dollars so we can finish the environmental impact study and that will get it to where it's shovel ready and we can get some grants and some of the other money from the transportation agencies, but that's where that is. (laughs) Then we're working on a deep water marina. We're real excited about that. We're in the middle of a uh, marina feasibility study. Um, We have no inventory for boat slips for the offshore boats and we have multiple fishing tournaments, and we also are building the largest artificial reef in the Gulf of Mexico. And we are funding, helping to fund that reef. And we need somewhere to put the boats that want to come and fish. So we just got the preliminary estimates for that, and it'll be about a $38 million project. So we'll be looking for some grants for that in a public-private partnership but it's an exciting project that we're working on. Uh, We're also planning to build an aquarium, butterfly pavilion and a restaurant over at the side of the Birding and Nature Center on some additional land we have there. And the city is working on expanding the convention center. Um, That's a $30 million project. They are getting that funded by the venue tax, which was passed a few years ago it was on that venue tax ballot. So there's been a set portion of the hotel tax set aside for expanding the convention center. That's being handled by the convention and visitors bureau. So I don't have a lot of details on that project, but I believe it includes a hotel adjacent to the convention center. Um, All the hotels right now are right across the street, but um, I think that's a component of it. And then it's to go up, to build it up higher, you know, add additional floors and additional meeting space and exhibit hall and that kind of thing. Um, hopefully, like I said, we're going to have construction going on for just residential and commercial in general. Um, that's what we're hoping to see. We would like to help SpaceX with some kind of a ferry or something to transfer employees back and forth to the Boca Chica site. And that's something that we will probably add into the scope of work for the marina to try to get some, you know, federal dollars for that type of infrastructure.
0: All right. Well, thank you so much again. Oh, good. (laughs) You're welcome. Thanks again, Darla. Visit the Economic Development Corporation's website for more about development on the island. We also recently posted a South Padre Island housing update in News Talk Texas, our daily news database. Links to the EDC's website and our housing article are on our podcast webpage and in the YouTube description box. For more Texas real estate news, subscribe to Recon, our bi-weekly newsletter. You'll get all the biggest stories sent straight to your inbox every Tuesday and Friday. The link is down below. And while you're on our website, check out our research library. It includes a wide variety of research reports and articles. Latest topics include a Texas employment report, lesser known real estate leasing tax tips, a Texas housing mid-year update, mortgage forbearance and repayment affordability, and more. The link is on our podcast webpage. That's going to be it for today's podcast. If you're looking for more from the Texas Real Estate Research Center, head to our website. That's www.recenter.tamu.edu. There, you'll find the latest data, research articles, news, and more. To stay up to date on when articles are published on our website, follow the Texas Real Estate Research Center on social media. You can find us with the handle at recentertx on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram. For more podcasts like these, you can subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or to our YouTube channel. All podcasts are also available for free on our website. Thanks for joining us today in the Real Estate Red Zone brought to you by the Texas Real Estate Research Center in College Station, Texas, where we've been helping Texans make the best real estate decisions since 1971. This is Haley Reeder, and I'll see you next time. Bye!